Armstrong for Westerkamp again. And he caught it behind his back. Kellogg's throw. It's going to be tipped and caught. It's caught. It's caught at the touchdown, Westerkamp. Tommy looking left throws for Westerkamp in the back corner. He goes up, makes a catch. Touchdown, Nebraska. Everybody, welcome into another edition of the Inside Nebraska podcast. My name is Zach Carpenter. I'm the publisher of Inside Nebraska. And today we have on a very special guest in former Nebraska receiver Jordan Westerkamp. Uh, Jordan obviously doesn't need much of an introduction to Nebraska fans. He was a fan favorite during his time here in Lincoln and uh, finished his career as one of the most productive receivers in, in Husker history. Um, 167 receptions and he was the number two um, on the all-time Nebraska career receptions list. He's on uh, multi- multiple other career uh, receiving lists and single season lists for uh, for Nebraska football. And Jordan uh, was able to join us for about 30 minutes here today, and we're gonna welcome him on, him on now. All right, Jordan, uh, welcome in, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully everything over there in, in Chicago is going well today. Um, and uh, I know it's funny, we, we kind of set this up uh, uh, last week and then like, a day, the day after that we set this up, you you announced that you were coming back to Nebraska for October 1st for the homecoming game against Indiana. So um, are you feel, when's the last time you've been back there? I mean, are you feeling any jitters or excitement about, about coming back to Lincoln? Yeah, well, number one, I appreciate you Zach, having me on the, on the show here. And I love doing this stuff. I love talking to people about Nebraska. It's such an important time in my life and I'll be forever connected to it. So I really appreciate you having me on, but yeah, I can't, I cannot wait to get back. It's, We've been trying to, and you know, obviously as I'm a little bit older here, schedules kind of are getting a little bit tougher. It's just harder to kind of maneuver around. But finally, I, I told my family, put my foot down. I said, we're going back to again this season. <laughs> I don't care which game it is, but we're getting back there. Um, saw that one on the schedule, and it kind of worked out for everybody um, involved. And so I'm, I'm engaged, so I have a fiance, and she's the boss. So <laughs> that's how it goes. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. I've heard it. I've heard all that stuff. So. Um, she was available. My family's available. So we're coming back. And my, my older brother just had a, a baby too. So it'll be his little baby, Chloe, um, her first time out in Nebraska. She's going to be a Nebraska fan, hopefully a volleyball player. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I, I cannot wait to get back out there. The last time I was out there, I think it was, it was for a practice. They have uh, some like their, their alumni back. I think it was like two years ago in April. Um, and it was kind of a, like a luncheon type thing where Coach Frost just addressed the guys that were there. And there was, there was probably like 20 alumni there uh, with their families. Um, and then we watched the practice and it was just a good time out there. But it wasn't a game, it wasn't a game weekend or a game day weekend. So it didn't get to experience that. That's been some time. I think it, the last game I was at, it might have been the Michigan State game a few years back, the snow game at home where they, they beat Michigan State. I can't remember. That might have been 2017 or no, that would have been 2018, I think. 18. I think 18. But um, there's nothing like it. I can't wait to get back. And it's one of Lincoln's the best. It's one of my favorite places on on planet Earth here. I love getting back there. I love the people there. I love everything about it. I love the game day atmosphere. So I I freaking can't wait. And um, I'm pretty sure when I go, I'll be able to to watch the game from the sideline, which is awesome. Um, Sorry, family. You guys will be in the stands. But. I get to see it from the sidelines, be close up to the action. So I can't wait. There's just so many great memories there. And I'll be able to take my family kind of on a stadium tour and show them my, my captain pictures and, and the, the receiver record stuff on the wall. And that that's pretty cool. So 
I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to get back. There's going to be some people coming for the first time. So um, I, just, I just can't wait to see their reactions to, to everything and, and the sea of red on game day. Yeah. Uh, you got to maybe strap on the helmet, old helmet and shoulder pads, walk out of the tunnel, maybe, maybe try to get some uh, harken back uh, to the face. <laughs> gosh, I wish. I wish. I wish my helmet. I got my helmet right behind me. <laughs> it on. Um, but uh, I wish, man. I, I mean, I watch these games and I decided, you know, I reminisce and I, I just, during the season, I just, I just, I miss it so much, but it's, it's such an awesome time in my life. And it's such a great memory. I'm so fortunate to have had the career I had at Nebraska and been a part of that program, that tradition. So it's such a cool thing, but man, maybe I will bring my helmet. Just fly it. Have someone film me running out of the tunnel. Opportunity for you. Right. There you go. There you go. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've honestly never, I don't think I've ever asked anyone this, but I mean, you, you were a pivotal player, you're a cat, two-time captain um for that team so like if we're talking about coming out of the tunnel and a game day atmosphere what in the moments leading up like the in the locker room and the walk to that tunnel when you know it like it's about to be on like what what is that what's going through your mind there I mean is it just all nerves it just all juiced up yeah calm yourself down what was that like back in your playing days yeah the the first few years it was nerves there's always nerves the last couple years it was more just like you're just juiced up you're used to about by that time you're kind of used to I mean you never get used to it but it's something that you, you're, you're, you're kind of adjusted to as much as you can. At that point, when you're my, my junior senior, I was just like, oh, I can't freaking wait. Let's, let's go. Let's go. You come out of the tunnel. You got the fans. Rope dock at the fans screaming at you. Normally, the captains would go out first. Um, and that was kind of a rotation that we would do. We'd come out, come out first. Then we'd see the whole team run out. We'd do the corn toss and all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It's like it's second to none. I mean, that, that's that, that tradition of tunnel walk. It's so cool. It's what's one of the coolest things. I mean, it grab when I first went to Nebraska a thousand years ago when I was getting recruited. That was one of the things that grabbed me. I mean, when I when I did that, and I, you know, I'm a junior. I'm I'm 16 years old and in high school on my on a visit there, and people are screaming my name and something like, "Oh my god, what's going on? It's the coolest thing I've ever been a part of." I mean, that was that was so cool. And then I you know, fast forward, and now I'm in, I'm actually a player there, and I'm and I'm doing it for real. And then and then it is such a cool freaking moment um again so fortunate to have been able to experience that so many times um and that's a once in a lifetime uh a feeling you know once in a lifetime moment to be able to do that you know game after game it's just so cool yeah do you share those experiences i don't know if like uh some of the high school athletes you work with now which we'll we'll uh we can talk about a little later but um do you do they ask you like what the experience was like do you share some of those like because you mentioned when you were uh, being recruited, that's the thing that like grabbed you was the atmosphere. Are you like try to tell them, but like not be hyperbolic? Do you tell them like a narrative, dramatic story about what it's like to walk out and be in that that atmosphere? You know, I I, I know these these kids and when they're getting recruited. They get they go through so much. So I really try not to be biased and and, and get in their head at all and you know, let them make their decisions on their own. But they ask me, I tell. So they, hey, how was your time in Nebraska? I let them know. I let them know. I mean, it was second and I'm not lying to them. <laughs> Telling them the truth. I mean, it was it was amazing. So yeah, anytime those guys ask me or reach out, hey, I'm thinking about this place. Well, how is it? Is it you know, blah blah blah? Whatever they ask me about, I'll let them know. You know, my my experience with it. Um, but like I said, I know these kids. The recruiting process. I mean, year after year, it starts earlier and earlier and earlier for these kids. And and I know they're going through so much. The families go through so much. It's a family decision. There's so much that plays into it. And these kids are so young. Um, so I really try to stay out of their heads as much as possible. But if they ask, I'll, I'll definitely give them my experience on, on the, on the matter. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're very happy with the decision you made back in, uh, what was it? 2012, 2011, yep. probably when you committed 2012, 
um, signing signing your name and joining Nebraska as a freshman. I mean, what what was that like? Because it was you wound up um, you were kind of the first or second group that uh, for Nebraska that joined the Big Ten. Um, what was the transition like of growing up watching Nebraska in the Big Twelve? Then you're playing in the Big Ten now. I mean, was that was it? like more than it's hyped up to be? Was it pretty similar? What, what was that experience like? So, so here's a funny, here's a funny thing about it. And this might upset some Nebraska fans. I didn't really watch a whole lot of Nebraska growing up. I mean, I'm, I was Chicago based. The team we watched was Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, Miami, like just those, those big, you know, I mean, I remember watching a lot of Miami, USC was huge, Texas. Um, I mean, those are the teams that were kind of been running the tables. Um, so I didn't know much about Nebraska. They sent me a little USB drive when I was a sophomore in high school, and I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Plug it in, and I'm like, holy crap, this place is amazing. But, again, like my dad went to the University of Illinois um, and played football there um, until he was injured, and he had, to, he had to go to a little bit of a smaller school here in Illinois. But, you know, they, that was their, that was growing up. My dad had a, a cool Rose Bowl jersey from Illinois. I mean, so I watched that school. I watched Northwestern. Again, in-state schools. I'm from Illinois. So I didn't know much about Nebraska. I didn't really follow them that much. So I never really got to see them. I mean, they were on TV and I just caught the game for a few minutes. That was it. But I didn't go out of my way to watch them until until I, you know, obviously recruited by them. Okay, let's pay attention. And then I started really paying attention to the first year in the Big Ten and they were pretty darn good. I was like, oh, that's awesome. This is, I can't wait to go there. And then I took my visit there my junior year, blown off, you know, my feet. I committed there pretty early in my my uh, recruiting process. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't watch much of them. But, I, you know, I, I saw them. Coming to the Big Ten, I mean, that was a positive for me because I wanted to stay in the Midwest. I wanted to to have those games. I wanted family to be able to come. I'm a little bit of a homebody. I wanted my family to be there. Um, I definitely knew I wanted to play in the Big Ten. That, that to me, was a no-brainer, Big Ten all the way. So for them to join, that was just a bonus, an added bonus for me. Um, so I saw their first year in the Big Ten, and then we were the my, my class was the second recruiting class to, to go to Nebraska, their second year in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's interesting that it's a different point of view from you, because I think a lot of um, a lot of people, once they made that transition from the Big 12 to the Big 10, I think uh, players from different areas of the country um, maybe were thinking the same of I want to stay home. I want to stay in the Big 12, like in Texas or Oklahoma, whatnot. Um, right. but, but you were a little different. Um, and so what uh, the style of play, you don't I, I'm sure you don't. Uh, know the differences between the Big 12 and the Big 10, or do you? I mean, was were you able to notice a difference from what you uh, you had seen before to what you experienced? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, so Nebraska was kind of – they were obviously run heavy, run heavy in the Big 12. They were, try, they were trying to get, kind of get away from that, and with you know, Coach Tim Beck was more of a spread. They were in more of a spread-type offense. So when I saw that, again, I saw that as a positive. They're coming to the Big 10, okay, check, Big 10, cool. What style of offense are they – they run in the spread. They were really trying to get the spread offense going and they were good at it. They, they were pretty darn good at it. I mean, I don't remember all the, the statistics, but I know Nebraska in the Big Ten was always top, top offense, one of the top offenses in the Big Ten when it came to points and yards, passing yards, you know, total offense yards. Um, for every year I was there, we were always kind of the top there with with that first staff with with Coach Polini. Um, so I saw that. And again, that's another bonus, right? Okay, Big Ten, check. Offense spread, let's go. We're throwing the ball, check. So I kind of went down that list. Okay, who are they recruiting? Who's our quarterback? So there was there was you know, there was a couple a few step process to kind of really really get me to stamp my name on the paper there. But um again, you know, seeing them come from the Big 12, again, they were a little bit more run heavy in the Big 12. Um 
seeing them come to the, the Big Ten, adjusting a little bit, more throwing the ball a little bit more. That Again, that was a positive for me. That that attracted me um, as a wide receiver, obviously. No wide receiver looked at the school and goes, yes, I want to go there to block. Woohoo! <laughs> no receiver does that. We want to catch touchdowns. We will block, some of us. We will block, but we're going there. We want to make plays. We're playmakers. Let's go. So having them come from Big 12, adjusting a little bit, adapting to, to big time play and, and, and whatnot. Um, again, just another bonus uh, from my perspective looking in. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of a perfect segue. Something I want to get your your thoughts about was, I'm not sure how um, in tune to the program you are now with their recruiting or their, their new staff and who they've been bringing in, but they bring in Mark Whipple, offensive coordinator, who obviously developed uh, Kenny Pickett and um, – and had uh, Pitt had their best season last last year under under Whipple, sort of guiding Pickett and that offense. Um, right. And then Mickey Joseph, they're bringing in a bunch of different receiver talent, transfer portal, and in recruiting. Um, what do you have any uh, thoughts you can share with us about Whipple's offense? What and uh, Coach Coach Joseph as a receivers coach? What What do you think? Like, how do you think if you had been playing back there for for this for this regime? I mean, how do you think? that offense would have uh, would have been beneficial for, for a receiver. You say you guys want to catch the ball, so right, like right. a more pass-heavier approach right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 I mean, both those coaches, Joseph and Whipple, their resume, you know, second to none, right? I mean, they've got great resumes. And they've had success with there. Obviously, I'm more familiar with Mickey Joseph, and I have a story kind of why. When I, when I was in eighth grade, or eighth grade or a freshman in high school, Mickey Joseph, was part of this this football camp. It was called like Di Bartolo football camp, and they would kind of go around the country. And he was part of it, and like the head guy Di Bartolo. I can't remember. I'm probably gonna mess up names, but they ran this camp, and it was like a receiver football camp thing. So I went and did it. So I met Coach Joseph when I was eighth grade freshman in, in high school, a long time ago. So I'm 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 excited to get back to Nebraska, and hopefully, you know, because I haven't I haven't met, I haven't seen him since since then, you know, a long time. So I'm hoping I get back to Nebraska. And officially, you know, get to meet him again and remind him, like, hey, I was that little short, curly-haired Afro kid <laughs> um, <laughs> back in eighth grade. And and one of the funny things it was, I was I was one of like the youngest kids at the camp, and they did they did like a receiver catching um, competition at the end, and I won it as like the youngest kid in the camp. So I'm, I'm gonna see if he remembers that. Probably not. He's he's coached a lot of guys, but <laughs> I know I know he'll remember he being a part of like the Bartolo camp. So that's kind of a cool story, my connection with him. But um. Both those coaches are awesome, and I mean, it would be a blast to play for, for those guys. Um, I was—I don't—I don't want to say lucky, fortunate, because you never want to lose a coach halfway through your career. So obviously, I had Bo Pelini and their staff, and Coach Fisher was my receiver coach, and Coach Beck was the offensive coordinator. Um, I had those guys, and, and then obviously, halfway through, coaching change, Mike Riley comes in, and, and Coach Williams, my receiver coach, my last couple of years in Nebraska, came in. Um, I was—I'll put this in quotes: lucky. To be able to, again, I was trying to look at everything in the, mo- in the most positive way possible. I was lucky to learn, you know, hear from all these guys and learn different perspectives and see different styles of offense. With Bo and all them, it was more spread. With Riley and, and Coach Williams, it was a pro style offense. So different, different styles of offense. So I was very lucky to have, you know, learn all that, get all that knowledge, all the different styles of offense. That was pretty cool. So I had, I had great, great coaches. Um, with that said, it would have been very cool to, again, work with 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 um coach whipple and and coach joseph and see their philosophies i mean i, I just a lot of coaches are, are very similar but different 
So it's it's it'd be really cool to kind of see those philosophies and play with those guys and, and see their style of offense. I'm really excited to see what Nebraska's offense looks like this year. Obviously, we um, Adrian Martinez has left, and I hope he does extremely well. He's at K State, right? K State. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, they're they're going to have a whole new offense, a different looking style of offense. I'm really excited um, to see what it's going to look like. So after I see this, like I said, their resumes Whipple and Joseph, they've developed guys. They know what they're doing. So they just got to go out there and, and you know, hopefully Nebraska goes out there and kicks butt. I can't wait to, to see how, how they perform and what it looks like. But I'm not going to make any judgments on it until I see it game one. So <laughs> right. we'll see. Yeah, game one. And uh, they're they're traveling over to Ireland to play Northwestern. Uh, right. What's, uh, what, what would your thoughts be if you were if you were in their shoes having to travel overseas to play a, a huge Big Ten West uh, conference game for that that first game of the year. You know I mean, what? It, it, it kind of pisses me off because I would have loved to have done that. I would have loved to have done that. That's like on my bucket list to go to Ireland. I mean, you kidding me? Go there and play a football game? That'd be so cool. And I almost um, – they're doing some, like, Nebraska. They're getting some, like, the notable alumni out there to, to do, like, some events out there. And they asked me to do it. I just – unfortunately, my schedule, again, it's just – it's brutal, so I can't make it out there. But I would have loved to have got out there and been with those guys and been a part of it. Um, but it's going to be so cool. It's going to be so cool. Now, the trip is probably going to suck going there and back. Uh, that flight's probably, what, seven hours, I think, maybe seven, eight hours. But um, that's a, that's going to be an experience those guys will never forget. They'll remember that the rest of their life. So they got to look at that in a positive light and, and go out there and kick some ass. Yeah, they're, uh, it's going to be a tough one. It's kind of a, like it's a season opener, but it's like and it's against Northwestern, but it's still like kind of a sneaky game, oddly enough. Like, you right. They should. I, I think it's going to be uh, closer. I think it's going to be kind of a close game. I don't know. I'm thinking like preliminarily, I'm thinking like 24 20 or something like that. What, what's your. Yeah, that's I mean, that's whenever we play Northwestern, it's always it's always right around like 24 20. 22, 26, you know, those, it's just, it's, a, it's not a crazy high scoring game and it's always close, always close, always close. So coach Fitzgerald's a phenomenal coach and he'll have those guys ready. Um, and now no one has any home field advantage either. So it's kind of an evil, um, even playing field. It'll be interesting to watch that game. You know, it can go either way. So we'll see, but I'm optimistic and, you know, I think Nebraska is going to be a much, 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 much better team than they have been in the past this year. I mean, I mean, they were pretty good last year. There were just so many close games where they're almost knocking off highly, highly uh, ranked ranked teams. You know, we saw the close game against Oklahoma, Michigan, all these all these top teams. So they they were they were so close. I think this year they're going to kind of get past that that edge there and and finally show up and 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 win these games. So I'm excited again. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm excited for those guys to go to Ireland. I wish I can go there, have watch a game, sip on a Guinness, but uh, uh, I'll be watching from home, unfortunately. Uh, you'll be there in spirit, but not right. not the guy, but I'll be there. So just uh, you can uh, throw your anger my way too. Uh, <laughs> so um, sort of going back to your career, I mean, we, we talked about Northwestern being 24-20. I mean, you know all about a, a close game against Northwestern. I'm sure you've been asked a million times about the the Hail Mary catch, but I'm I'm curious. I I, I saw your uh, the top four um, on your Twitter, like your four favorite catches at Nebraska and. Uh, the top two are obviously the Hail Mary and the, the Wester catch. What, which, which one are you most known for out of those two? Which which one's your uh, the one hmm. that people are like bring up the most? I mean, obviously, Hail Mary was a game winner, but the Wester catch was, right. I don't know if that was number one on Sports Center back then, but probably it was. Up yeah. There. So 
both the, the the Hail Mary and the behind the back, they, they were both number one on Sports Center, which is so cool. It's so cool. But yeah, I was number one on Sports Center. Sweet. Twice. <laughs> but um the um probably the, the behind the back catch because that one won college football ESPN play of the year that that, that year when they did were when they held their award ceremony for like the Heisman and all that stuff, they had a play of the year vote or whatever, and that play won it. So um, I think that one's a little bit more known. And there's been a lot of, you know, obviously throughout college football history, Hail Mary is last second phase, but not many behind the back catches. So I think that one kind of stands out to people a little bit more. Um, but again, like I said earlier, when I'm starting here, I'm just so fortunate to have had the career I had and had those plays and the odds of someone catching a Hail Mary in their career, slim to none, right? Odds of someone catching a behind the back catching their career, probably even less than that. But to be able to have to say, hey, I did both those things. Um, it's pretty cool. And, and again, very fortunate to have the, have had the career I had and had some of those plays. Um, so memorable. I'll never forget them. They'll always be a part of me. And I, anytime I go back to Nebraska, I, I, that's what I hear. Hey, behind the back catch. Hell, Mary, yada, yada, yada. And I hear that. So, so it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. And Husker Nation's the best. They're so welcoming. And it's so, so great to get back there. And like I said earlier, I cannot wait till October 1st. <laughs> Well, it's, it, I don't know. Can, can you still do the behind the cat, back catch? Can, do you still do that from time to time? You know, my shoulders don't have the same mobility they used to. <laughs> I'm sure I could probably pull something out. <laughs> I was about to say a, a new idea for when you when you make your visit here. Just get on the field and try to recreate that uh, real quick. I'm sure that'll there be a favorite again. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What I mean, was that like, a, is that something you practiced in, in practice or was that just something that kind of happened? Like one of those crazy one a million. I mean, it was it was it was pretty reactionary. I saw him tip it. But, but I always say this, you know, back when I was in high school, my father was my my receiver coach. And we would always put like before practice and at the end of practice, we always played the crazy catch trail. And he'd make us hold like three balls in one hand and like whip one at us. And we have to catch it one hand or down low here. Anywhere. I mean, so we, we caught the ball like we were just like fake fun. Oh, no, behind us, catch it, catch it, try to catch it, try to catch it. It's like, you know, Joe Pillar, sometimes you would do it. So I know that, like, that maybe that didn't, maybe there wasn't really much muscle memory with that, but at least it put it in my head that, hey, you can, you can probably, you can make this catch. So attempt it, attempt it. So mentally, I think that prepared me like, hey, you can catch anything. Just try it. Just, just go for it. Go for it. So I saw that ball tipped and eh, put my hands behind the back and it just stuck. I mean, it was perfectly tipped. Thank God that DB can't catch <laughs> that's why they're sitting here talking about it <laughs> right. that's why he's a dv right there but um yeah i mean as you can just just a crazy play and so so lucky to be on the, the receiving end of it yeah it was obviously one of one of the most memorable catches in your career but made a lot of them i think uh ended with 167 catches over 2,000 yards 18 uh receiving touchdowns and i think the your reception total is like second or third in nebraska Nebraska history. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we're, we're talking about uh, sort of your career and uh, being coached by Coach Blaney and then Coach Riley. Um, was there the last two years, obviously, were the, the biggest um, production wise, role wise for you? Was right. there was there like a turning point in your Nebraska career where like you noticed a difference in your game or like you just notice like yourself as like, all right, I can do this or I'm, I'm I feel different. I feel like my game is is um sort of hitting a peak right now is there like a turning point under I, I imagine under coach Riley well so actually under coach Pliny it was it would have been my the year that I had my behind the back catch it was I mean that was my kind of like my breakout year where I ended, up, I ended the season with like 747 yards and uh several touchdowns I mean that was my first like 
huge, big year, big year. I came out there that, that first game against Florida Atlantic. I mean, it was at a hundred something yards, a touchdown, a behind the back catch. And then the next game we played McNeese State had another touchdown. I can't remember my receiving total. And the next game against Fresno State had a 70 yard touchdown. And, and that year was huge for me. Then we and then uh, finished up the year, a good rest of the year, went to Michigan State. I had a huge game against Michigan State at Michigan State with like eight or nine catches, 158 yards. We lost by like three points or something. Um, that was like my, my turning point. I remember like, I felt so good going into that year. My, my off season was so good. Um, just everything was clicking and I just felt so good out there. And, um, and we ended the year and obviously um, end of the year, we beat Iowa at Iowa and wake up to an email. Your coach has been fired. It's unbelievable. Um, but we go and we play USC in a bowl game and I got, and I had like a 60 something yard touchdown and four catches. And that, I mean, that year was like, Oh shit, man! You got you got some potential to, to be something special here. So, and then obviously here comes a curveball, the uncertainty with with the new coaching staff. But we got a we got a great receiving coach, uh, wide receiver coach, and Mike Riley coming in. Um, so it was great to work with him. And the next year, you know, took another step up. And the next year, I ended up nine hundred and something yards and you know several touchdowns. And that was a huge year um, for me as well. And I just kind of continued to develop, to develop. And then my senior year, that's where kind of injuries started to trickle in a little bit. Unfortunately, um, I had to get sports hernia surgery after my junior year, and that was kind of a bummer. And I missed a lot in the offseason. And then senior year, again, still playing well. I mean, I think I had back-to-back, -back, like, two touchdown receiving games, Wyoming and Oregon. Um, that was a good year. I still made, like, all Big Ten third team, which is like, I don't even want it. But I mean, <laughs> and I say that, it's like, I don't even know why I say it because it's, there's a first team, a second team, and a third team, and it's six total players. So I don't know why I even say that because it's still a great honor. So I take it back. But um, midway through my senior year, I took a knee to my back and I broke some bones in my back. I missed two more games. But then at the end, getting ready for Tennessee bowl game, I catch a ball in practice, make a move, I'm running, and my knee starts to buckle and click. I'm like, what the heck? Get an MRI, I found out my meniscus tore and I got bone chipping in my knee. I'm like, you gotta be kidding. So that took me out for six, I was on crutches for six months. At the end of my senior year, worst possible time. I'm supposed to be training for the combine and all that other stuff. And just unfortunately, I never was able to get my, I kind of finally got back up off crutches and I just got kind of forced into everything. I didn't have time to really train for anything. I had no strength. Still signed with the Miami Dolphins, and I'm kicking butt. I'm still, I mean, I'm doing well there. I'm kicking butt. I'm like one of their notable, one of their notable standouts. And can't pop my hamstring in one of the practices after catching a freaking touchdown in, in the end zone. I popped my hamstring um, on the opposite leg of where I had my my knee surgery. So I just know there was so much compensation issues and another setback, and um, worked hard to get back from that. And then I bounced around in some other professional leagues, the Alliance of America Football, the AAF, which kind of tanked halfway through their season. Then there was the, the um, XFL, but COVID, so that season got shh, shh. Um, so just kind of a, a rough finish to, to, to my my career football career. But man, I would I would redo it in a, in a heartbeat. So I always again look at the positive side of things. I'm very content with my my career and and what I did. Um, again, very fortunate. Again, we talked about. It. I, mean, I have some of the craziest plays. Uh, I had a great career in Nebraska, and obviously. Injuries held me back a little bit. And the, the thing that gives me comfort is I know it was never a skill. There was never an issue with skill. It was always, uh, it was always at the end of the day, just my body just couldn't keep up. 
unfortunately. And that's how it is with a lot of guys. So uh, I know I'm not alone in that regards. And it, it's just part of the part of the job. I got my butt kicked a little bit. Playing in the Big Ten, slot receiver. I got beat up. But um, again, I would redo it in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Yeah, and I know we only have a, a couple minutes left here, but that was one uh, one other thing I was curious about is uh, you had a very productive career, but I'm sure obviously you went up again, had plenty of tough matchups there in the slot against some some nickel corners. Who was who were the uh, defensive backs in the in the Big Ten who you you either loved going up against or you hated going up against? Um, yeah, there was always a few guys that I'd get excited about, like there uh, Murray from Minnesota, he was a good player, uh, number thirty one. Robinson from Oregon. This kid was 6'4", uh, uh, like a nickel, 6'4", nickel, which is you don't really see that. Normally, the nickels are smaller guys, but he came out there, he's 6'4", and he moved like a, a smaller guy, which is – he was he was so skilled. But it was – yeah, it was good to go against a guy like that and and, and learn from it and get better and um, still did well against Oregon. So um, that was a fun game. But, yeah, I mean, there was – I mean, I, I could – of course, I'm not going to think of any on the spot anymore right now because – my mind's all over the place, but I mean, there were so many great players that, that, that I, that I went against that helped me get better, get better, improve my game. So, so thanks guys. If you see this, <laughs> but uh, I mean, there was, there was so, yeah, against USC. They always had great guys. Ohio state. I think the, my senior year when we put Ohio state, their like entire secondary got drafted in like the first or second round that next year. They had like uh, Malik hooker, I think was a guy. Um, there been Malik Hooker. I don't know if that would have been um, the days of Bradley Roby. I can't think of it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bradley Roby and then um, Damon, who, who unfortunately I think he just had a little run in with the. Uh, yep, Damon. The on the Raiders. Yep, Arnett, Arnett. Um, Damon, Damon Webb, Gary and Connor. Yeah, Webb, Webb, yeah. Webb and Connor. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they were, they were, they were freaking. Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> Lattimore. Yep. I mean, they, they Enzo Ward. <laughs> Keep yeah. going. Yeah. They were freaking, I mean, it was under like the guys that they had starting, the guys they had underneath in the wings waiting to get out on the field. All the other five stars on their team. Uh, it just, it was incredible. I remember like we played against them. I, I didn't, I didn't have a whole game. I had like three or four for like 50 yards. So it was, it was okay. Uh, we got, we got destroyed. Uh, when our, our quarterback got knocked out and we had just come off of like a game against Wisconsin that we were in, went to overtime and at, at Madison. We should have won the game. The refs blew it, but, um, yeah, that's a whole other story. Nebraska fans are gonna love to hear that, though. I'm sure. I'm sure there are a lot of people feeling the same way. Oh man! It, long story short, T.J. Watt at the time was a defensive, um, and drops back into coverage with his back to our quarterback and just runs into me as our quarterback throws the ball. It should have been an easy pass interference call. They didn't call. They talked about it on the Big Ten the next, like for the next week, and how they blew it and yada yada yada. It was just awful. It would have put us on like the one yard line. And they had scored, but their kicker missed the extra point. So we hand off the ball, kick the field goal for the win. We would have won the game. So that one, that one stings a little bit. Um, but yeah, home field advantage for them, right? <laughs> Madison. But um, bring up great memories and and rough. Uh, rough I know <laughs> in this podcast, I love it. It's I love it. Yep. Worlds. It's all about balance, baby. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 Ohio State secondary was that they had. I mean, like you just named all those guys. They're all first, second rounders. So that, that one was always always a fun game. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know if you have time just for uh, just for one more. Um, yeah, yeah. Just uh, I guess when you were when you were playing with Tommy and everything, Tommy Armstrong, you guys I'm sure had a great rapport. Um, what what was like? What was the chemistry like? I mean, were, were there certain routes that he just knew? Uh, like we've got these down mastered. Like we we can uh, we can eat the the secondary live with the with these or um, 
yeah, what was the what was the football X's and O's type of relationship with you guys? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean that was second to none. I mean, we 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 studied so much film together. We went over. I mean, there, there's there's a the coaches will teach you the plays, but then there's also the ways the quarterback wants you to do with some things, right? So you get the play taught to us. Me and Tommy outside of practice, whatever we go over. I'm like, okay, where do you want me to be in this position right here? Okay, good. And let me go out in the game and execute it time after time after time after time after time. Um, a lot of plays. My 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 junior senior year were designed for me. So a lot of option routes, turn in, turn out, hook up, run a corner, run a post, whatever it might be. Me and Tommy were always on the same page with that. And, and that's just kind of rare now in college football. Me and him were there from our true freshman years all the way to our senior years. And now you see a lot of transferring now. So we had so much time to get to that point. My, you know, my junior, senior year where you just saw we were clicking, you know, we, we were, we were on fire. So, so much time to go over all those X's and O's and, and, and find out what plays work best for us. And, and our, you know, the coach would ask, Hey, what do you like? What do you prefer? And, you know, we know, we'd always be like, this play, we know, we know we're going to complete this nine out of 10 times, if not 10 out of 10. So we practiced so much outside of the, the practice facility and, and went over so much film. We were, we were always, always on the same page. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure um, Tommy's going to be um, joining you or anything in, in for the homecoming or any other, like, former players you think you'll be uh, joining you for the homecoming? Yeah, I think so, so Tommy lives Tommy lives out there in, in Lincoln, so he'll definitely – he will definitely. I'm sure he'll bring his son Tatum. Um, congrats to Tommy, by the way. But um, Tommy, for sure, I think, I think Brandon Riley will be out there too. Um, I'm going to reach out to a couple other guys just to let them know that I'm going back. Hey, what are you guys doing this weekend? Because it's always, again, it's always fun to get back there. Make it a thing. You know, make it a kind of a, a little event. Get some of the X guys back there that played with and just have a good time for the weekend and, and enjoy ourselves. Um, yeah. and, and and get the different perspective of not having to suit up and worry about a game. Just go out there and enjoy it. Enjoy yourselves and, and be a fan for a day. Oh, listen, man. Uh, I'm sure it'll be an awesome time. And I'll be out there, so we'll be able to catch up and stuff maybe yeah, maybe i'll see absolutely Tommy throw the throw the ball to you and do the behind the back catch and everything recreate it so <laughs> that would be excellent man hey, i appreciate you having me on